Hello and welcome back to Two Footed Tackles. My name is Rahul, and with me, as always, is Sachin Kini. Um, and uh, following up from our last episode, we have uh, our recurring guest speaker on the podcast, Jeffy. <laughs> welcome back, Jeff. Uh, nice thanks, to have you back on the, on the podcast. Thanks, uh, thanks, guys. Jeff, yeah, just, I, to, just to make it clear, we are not paying you. Okay? We are not paying you for two episodes. What the what? I don't know the deal. Fuck, man. The contrary, we expect some money to. Yeah, we actually need to do some more artwork. Okay, fine. Following up from from what we spoke about last time, FPL. This is going to be something a little different from that. We're going to be talking about Sachin and Jeff's one of the favorite things in the world, Manchester United. Uh, the current state of affairs where they are right now, and obviously, is Ole at the wheel or is he not? And uh, hopefully, we'll get an answer at the end of the episode. But diving straight into it, and Jeff, maybe you want to uh, get started. I have a few touch points where you know I'm curious as a neutral fan as to what you're thinking as a as a United fan is. Uh, to start things off, uh, when Ole was appointed manager, what was your reaction? Were you happy? Excited? Or were you just like, you know, it's somebody to just come in to do the job? Oh, uh, so initially, I mean, when Ole did come in, like we saw as a caretaker manager, I, I we did see him play a little bit of attacking football. We got a few good results, like especially the ones against uh, Paris Saint-Germain and the quarterfinals and stuff in yeah. in the Champions League. So we did see a few things, a few potential results uh, that that made up my mind that yeah, I mean, he's bringing in something different to the table and. Eventually, when he was appointed as the manager, I said, "I mean, he's a club legend. He's done so much for the club. I'm sure, like whatever decisions he takes and makes, will sort of be for the benefit of the club." And hence, I thought, like, why not? Like, and to be honest, he's done a pretty decent job till like the previous season. But I think he's taken the club as far as he can because tactically, he I don't I don't know, man. Like, it doesn't look like he can take the club any more forward than he already has because. He's not a tactician like Pep. He's not a tactician like Klopp or like a Tuchel. So for a club like Manchester United, a club of that stature, I really feel like we need a, a manager of that stature as well. I know it has not worked in the past with Mourinho and Van Gaal, but there are a, a few potential managers, and we can talk about it later during the episode. But there are a few potential managers that I have in mind that might make sense for the club. But Ole is not the guy for me anymore. That's that's fair, Sachin. Are you on the same opinion? At least in the sense of when he just came in, were were you super excited? Uh, actually, we didn't. As as a United fan, um, didn't really know what to expect because we hadn't really seen Ole as a manager. I think the only job we uh, could have seen him was when he was managing Cardiff, and that really didn't go down as well. So to if if, if I have to put it in a statement, uh, I mean, we didn't really have enough. to judge him on and then i think his previous job with molda i think he won a title but that really doesn't hold up a lot of value so mm-hmm. i think what i was expecting was someone who could just get some freshness because i think the entire atmosphere around the club when jose uh, when jose's last 2 uh, 3 months was very very toxic we needed a change and uh, i think the only expectation back then from ole was just to you know go in a different direction maybe i mean we were as we were not really playing as a, i mean how you would expect 
man united to play so i think my initial expectations of basically what you asked me is would be that answer was and then as it progressed was pleasantly surprised as a fan okay yeah that's fair i think slightly similar opinions at least in the start and and jeff you know went on to mention that it, things have changed, changed since uh but yeah. jeff you also mentioned that there were some really good times and you mentioned the the psg game you know the, a couple of seasons back and that was i think that was peak manchester united in the last few years in terms of the way they were playing uh the results they were getting and uh <clears throat> you know it it's so strange because largely the team remained the same or remains the same uh few players obviously in and out since then uh but the players do remain the same the manager staff stuff remains the same and for ole to reach that kind of heights you know to absolutely and valder scoland didn't actually suggested but they brushed past psg and it was a very deserved victory at the end of the day and for a team you know for united at that point in time when you got win that transition period to go up against psg and really take on them and you know it wasn't just psg it was a few other matches as well few other yeah, really yeah. key matches and you know finishing in the top 4 continuously since then it is yeah. like we know that this united team is capable of doing it so what do you think went wrong and and if so what what exactly was the, the cause for that to go wrong maybe sachin you can give your points of view to start off with yeah so i think first of all the progression which had been made in season 1 and season 2 was was i think was was maybe expectations met and maybe gone out a little beyond because first of all we don't really had we didn't we didn't really have that managerial experience in ole and especially at the 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 job at ha- hand was really big and he had never taken a bigger job like this in his hands so i think there was good gradual progression the way i would want to say it the first season was like just counter counter attacking football uh, just sucking in the oppositions and hitting them on the break the second season i think we could see a little bit of fluidity in the front three uh, and that's why the numbers proved i think mason marcial and rashford all had like double digit in goals so i think that was a really good season where all our young players had the best output uh, that season i think the football was more like we wanted a bit of control on the game not complete i would say not like how city and liverpool play but a mix of a a, con- a little bit of control and counter attacking play i think it suited us really bad we didn't really go out um you know trying to press uh, all out maybe press just from the front not the entire team how they press like how liverpool press or how city yeah. play as a squad so i think that was uh, i think we made the best out of what we had back for the first two seasons now to go ahead and speak about this season from the start of the season i just felt we were all over the place the organization in the squad was just horrible it just looks like uh, it just looks like the attacking players have been given so much freedom that they can do whatever they want there is no real job of you know him doing this or him doing that and the defensive structure uh, absolutely as appalling to see and then to add the player form i think maguire and shaw have been horrible this season i don't think there these two players were really good last season and then is a absolute flip side now full contrast these two are the i, I think the worst in that backline so i would say to sum up the defensive organization of the squad and uh, just i think they they aren't they don't even look fit for me when i watch them 
compared to the last two seasons, they they don't fit. They don't look fit enough to play uh, on that competitive level for Manchester United week in and week out. Yeah, and and Jeff, do you do you agree or do you have a different point of view on that? I mean, I completely agree with a lot of the things that Sachin has been saying. And like we honestly, as a club, first of all, we're not managed properly, even from the higher ups. Like and like, there was a whole protest that was happening with the Glazer families. Everyone wants them to go out. We know they're not going to go anywhere. But this year, they did sort of back Ole, and it's. I feel like Ole doesn't know how to man manage these big superstars that have suddenly just filled up in Man United. Now we have the likes of Ronaldo and Pogba, Bruno, Varane, and like there's so many individual uh, brilliant players that we have in the squad. And I don't think uh, Ole knows uh, how to manage these guys, or you know, and even Jadon Sancho, man, like he's not even playing him. I don't understand why. Why would you not play? You pay 70 million. We've been crying out for a right winger for like the longest time. And now that we have him, you're not even playing him. And I heard rumors that uh, in training that they might even use him as right wing back. I, I hope that's not true. <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> yeah. That was, I, I that didn't would, know. I actually, that would be pathetic. Yeah. The moment I read that, that I just, just closed my phone and I just went somewhere <laughs> because I couldn't. 80 million for a right winger for a specialist which you've been crying for years. And then you oh, get him man, and you paint him as a right back. A guy who was sort of uh, getting numbers like Messi in terms of assists and stuff over two or three seasons. And like you're you're not even using him and there are potential rumors that you'll use him as a right wing back. Are you shitting me, bro? So honestly, like I don't think Ole knows what to do with his big superstars. He still keeps playing Pogba when we know he doesn't want to play for the club anymore. So what is the point of playing him? What is the point of playing him? Why aren't you giving like Donny Van de Beek a chance? He has so much potential. He could do something for yeah. you. He might just uh, help stabilize that midfield a bit. We still keep going with McFred. I don't understand why that keeps happening. So like we're not trying. And even when we try in 3-5-2, I don't know if you eventually saw like post-match uh, uh, interviews with pundits and like the tactics that uh, Ole was trying to use. Ole was in the City game, the last City game, like Foden, was, Pep only told Foden, just stay out left. Just stay out left. These guys will open up. That's all Foden did throughout the entire game. Van Bissaka was on him and then eventually there was this big-ass gap and then they kept exploiting us. We were lucky we we lost by two that day. We could have easily had a Liverpool kind of result that day. And mm. I don't think um, Ole knows what to do anymore, man. In I, fact, I, the I'm City performance. Concerned. In fact, the City performance was actually worse than the Liverpool one. Only the yeah. the, the so, result didn't reflect that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but to sure. add, but but if I have to add to Jeffrey's point, the main weakness would I feel Ole has is number one is his indecisive indecisiveness. Uh. Three, probably. And the second is his tactical approach. I don't know. I, I can't see on the pitch, at least, whether these players know what to do. And the third is, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't utilize his squad. He w- I mean, we were complaining all throughout last two seasons that we didn't have a competitive squad. He has enough quality in the squad. Enough. And it doesn't get utilized. Like like he said, there's no Van der Beek. There's no Sancho. Why? I don't understand. So, and... Yeah. and uh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. So, uh, hey, so Raul, so the thing is, uh, when he was talking about the squad and uh, like playing players and stuff, it's just that, and when you have those tactics, like you see City 
press high you know that you know when it comes to liverpool there is a style where they their wing backs come into play and they're super crucial in every fucking attack right you know with a chelsea like they're so organized in midfield and they'll keep hold of the ball and they'll tire the opposition out i don't see anything when it comes to united what are they doing are they passing the ball are they trying to keep possession are there's no style they're not doing anything it's like they're relying on individual brilliance as of exactly course. ronaldo has been saving us in the last few games with the no few last minute goals yeah and what in look over there are no tactics and it's, and it's just just to to that point jeff <clears throat> uh looking at it completely from an outside outsider perspective do you think ole relies a lot on his top talent players to to get him over the line and you know so basically in the sense that when the players are playing individually extremely well the team does well but there is no direction or or um, organization in terms of what they're supposed to do on the pitch rather than just yeah. because they're so good they they're getting you over the line completely agree with your question and honestly like uh, your question is such that like in the last year when uh, we were kind of struggling in the start and uh we were, like sorry the the season where we didn't have bruno for the first half of the season yeah, yeah. we were struggling that season and then eventually it was his individual brilliance that sort of got us to the top yeah. four yeah? yeah last year as well like it was bruno with his and then rashford and just a couple yeah. of people who were in the team who were sort Shaw of trying to stepped up last season yeah. so Yeah, so Shaw stepped up last season. So we're just relying on these few guys to do their absolute best in order for us to get like a top four. And if we played as a team and we had some tactics with the potential squad that we have, man, people would on paper this squad is insane. All you need is like a, a like a decent midfielder, maybe a CDM at some point. But I still feel that cannot be an excuse for where we are currently are in the in the table. and i think it's a true reflection of where we are on the table we we are we suck right now we suck we, suck. we absolutely yeah. <laughs> suck i mean it's it's yeah. i mean there is i like i would absolutely agree word to word with jeffrey there is no excuse for where we are right now i agree there is a need i think every united fan sees it enough okay we need a defensive midfielder which we can see but there's still no i mean there is enough in the squad to be utilized i mean play with three i think play with four do whatever you want that's fine I think no matter what formation you play, I don't think I have a problem with that. But I just don't see players have these defined roles of knowing what to do. Are there enough instructions given out saying that you know this player you mark, you press, you stay back when we lose the ball? What what do we do when we lose the ball? Everyone is just then they just and, play how they want. Yeah, and <laughs> and you guys you guys you guys mentioned a, a CDM, okay? Which is just fair. Even I I think United do. definitely need at least a center midfielder a strong center midfielder at the at the very best but i think the the counter question here is for years and you guys mentioned this that you all were crying out for a right wing right winger or a right midfielder and while you all have got that player you all also mentioned that he is not being u- utilized and to an extent that position is still filled by by greenwood or or whoever is playing in that position at, at whatever point in time my question is like can united function with with the current midfielders that they have and you mentioned players like van der beek not being utilized is there a better way to utilize that midfield to to counter that missing link in in the center of the park or that center defensive midfielder 
I feel like if Van der Beek honestly gets a chance to show what he can really do, like at some point, and I feel like Sachin might disagree with me at this point. <laughs> if, <laughs> but if Van der Beek sort of gets a chance, and I feel over Pogba, and uh, if we can, if somehow we can get Scott McTominay to uh, hold up that defensive side of the midfield, if he can, but I don't think he can. And neither can Fred. They need each other, and that's why we play with that double pivot, and it sucks. I wish we could play with a 4-3-3 where we could actually sort of, you know, uh, get to the full potential of what United could do. But it doesn't look like we can at this point. I, and honestly, this season, like, instead of Ronaldo, if we would have got a CDM, I think we would have been at a better position because Cavani is that guy that we need at the front who pushes and, like, he's always pushing, like, he's always trying to attack the ball and he's always, you know, pressing. And Ronaldo doesn't do those things. I feel like we were, we would have been in a better position if we didn't have Ronaldo and we had a CDM instead. And I feel that that was also one of the mistakes at, at the start of the season. I don't know, Sachin, what do you think about that? Yeah, so I, I agree with some of what Jeffrey said. I think getting Ronaldo in is, first of all, it hinders you from pressing from the front, which we did in the second season. You cannot yeah. have one person not press and the other two, that just fails all over them. So it's a double-edged sway, a sword, even though we... I mean, we shouldn't have got Ronaldo. Ronaldo is the one who's been saving us. We wouldn't have been even yeah. here if it wasn't for Ronaldo. That is also, yeah. that's the truth. And then, True. depending on what uh, Jeffy said as Donny van der Beek as a double pivot, which I, in my opinion, would, would fail because I think Donny van der Beek is, has to be played higher up the pitch. Now, people would say that at Ajax, you know, he played it as a 6 or an 8. But I think the setup that we have, the best, Defensive midfield door, we have, as much as I hate to say it, it is Fred and Scott. Because they are the only ones who have the legs. And Pogba, I would sell him right away, right now. I would shave him <laughs> bald and sell. And then sell. And yeah, then sell. Shave him bald fully. Off. He can yeah. fuck off. For no five, six years. No. So much can, talent, he, but no work rate. He can absolutely suck it. I don't know how to say it in French. But if I knew, I would say that to him. But interesting point is both of you guys made that, you know, while Ronaldo has been so key to to any of the success that you all have had so far this season, um, it it does make so much sense that if you all have you all had to get maybe another mid-range striker and a, a strong defensive midfielder, uh, it like brings a lot team. more, like regardless of the tactics, it brings a lot more organization to to the team because you see when you see a United match you know they are kind of all over the place especially in the middle of the park and it's frustrating to see because they are such good players right so a player yeah. like Pogba who's, who's supposed to be like one of the best in the world and he's shown it at times uh, but it, it's frustrating to see um, even as a neutral fan yeah so, so I mean he's shown glimpses of what yeah he's shown glimpses of what he can do yeah technically he has a lot of potential but he just doesn't have the heart to do it, I don't know what it is. Like, he just doesn't want to put in the effort, man. Like, put in some effort, play for that fucking badge, you shoot. It's always, <laughs> it, it's never, it's never his fault. I mean, whatever you hear, it's always his midfield partner is not good enough or, you know, uh, he needs to play higher up the pitch. I mean, there are always m- millions of excuses. It's been six years and almost six years at United. We've not seen a consistent Paul Pogba. We can only see his... Uh, that fat bastard of an agent that he is who keeps talking nonsense <laughs> about the club. It's just two of them. It's always about him where he wants to. Every transfer window, he's linked to go somewhere else. 
Why is he here? Fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Get, get him out. And also, him. another it's point a... I'd like to make, Rahul, what he said is, if we had to get a CDM and not Ronaldo, then, I mean, look at the shape of the team, how it would be. I mean, yeah. there'll be CDM and then absolutely Rashford on the left, Sancho on the right. And even me, and because we know that uh, Cavani can't play uh, every game. week in, week in, week out. So then Mason would be leading, uh, which I feel For is sure. his best position. So yeah, that yeah. team would have probably, I don't, we, we, we don't know how it would have gone, but that is how I would have liked to see this Man United side play. That in fact, with that uh, sort of formation, you can even give Van der Beek a chance up front with Bruno yeah. and have like a holding midfield. I agree. Right? I agree. So when so you have would a have CDM, a then you can play Van der Beek and uh, Bruno Fernandes, like a world class CDM, like a very good CDM. Then you yeah. can play. Yeah. I would still not play Pogba. I would still play Bruno and uh, VDB. Yeah, for sure. And 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 moving on and coming back to to Ole, um, you all mentioned Jose, and that was for obvious reasons quite a. Ended disastrously for for everyone involved, um, but you know to the point of a trophy, he did get you guys two trophies, and he was successful to an extent. How frustrating it is for you guys as fans to see a club like United not win a trophy under Ole for three and a half seasons or so now. Sachin, you want to go first? Yeah, I think it's been. I mean, we've been in touching distance. It's been frustrating. I think last year he just had to win the Europa final. I mean, it was it was a pretty major blow. I think we did really well, and then and even the Champions League, it was so bad. I mean, the performances when we went out to RB Leipzig, even after having an upper hand, and we just like crashed out. I think. See, that's so. These problems are because you don't have a particular way of playing. You know that week in week out, this is how we play. Even if we win two zero, three zero. It's fine. There is no consistent, uh, you know, these plays where you can rely on these people saying that, you know what, they will turn out to win. So, to to answer your question, I mean, of course, I, I mean, coming in with Ole, the kind of managerial experience is what I think I was more open with him having more time building from scratch. Although, and I have to give him credit in for the two years because I think uh, after Fergie, Two years in succession, winning Champions League positions. It's happened for the first time. I think the overall squad quality has been, I think, more United quality-ish. So, these things, uh, even the transfer uh, direction has been going on in the good direction. I think has been pretty much uh, in a better direction. But this uh, this season has been a major, major disappointment. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I like, uh, honestly... I don't know what we can do anymore, but like when it came to those, when it comes to your question and you were talking about titles, and I honestly I didn't mind in the first two years, like with Ole, like it seemed like the team was going somewhere, it was building something up, and you know youth was getting a chance. We we're getting like a mix of experience and youth, and um, I thought that maybe it would be a sort of learning curve even for him, where he'll eventually sort of get it right and. Uh, but this is his third full season now. And, you know, he's been here for two and a half years. Uh, it, like, there is no progression anymore. I think he's done what he could and that was his yeah. potential. And he's got the club to a good state where we have good players. But if the team wants to move up and, you know, sort of compete for titles again and be one of the best teams in England again... Uh, it, they, it it needs a manager with a with a vision and uh, the experience of winning titles in the past, you know. So, I think, oh yeah, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. 
yeah, just to and, add and, to such a point, basically. And just to to wrap up uh, the whole holy discussion, I think the final question comes: Do you drop the guillotine on him? Do you say, "This is it"? You know, uh, we need something new. We need a change. Or do you still give him some more time? Do you, do you still give him till the end of the season at least? Okay, Jeff. so for me, I'll what I'll say is, I don't think. Uh, like I've been reading a few reports. Uh, uh, that uh, Zidane and like there's Rogers and there's Eric Ten Hag and there's all these managers that we could potentially go for and honestly few of them are good options as well but um, in terms of dropping him now or at the end of the season I mean I'm not giving him any more chances if that was the question I'm not giving him <laughs> any more chances he has to go he has to go I don't care if it's now or at the end of the season but if it's at the end of the season the club should start planning right now make those right. decisions but I think our our board is so incapable of doing that that we leave everything for the last minute and we'll see oh oh this guy is available why not try this fucker out that's not how it works if they're planning to sack Ole you sack him at the end of the season but you start planning you start putting things in place have those discussions with the manager see who has the right vision for the club and uh Honestly, that's how we have to move forward. And Ole is going. He has to go. I don't care if it's now or if it's at the end of the season, but he has to go. Sachin, I, I, Sachin, I know you You had contradictory opinions, at least in the past. Yes. I, don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah, I did. I mean, it's ha- as heartbreaking as it is uh, that it turned out like this. But see, I, so the only reason that he's even in the job is according to, because, because of a, the way our owners think is, first of all, because you're still in the Champions League, Group stages, we are still we can still qualify, and second is even the EPL. Although it is quite a really bad start to the season, we are still touching distances away from the Jamal League spots. This is how our board sees the progression. But if it has to come to me, I feel the players have also given up on him. So there is no point in keeping a manager in that. If the if I mean you get to hear all these noises coming out of the club that. You know, Bruno is not happy. The, they're, man- they're questioning the manager's tactics. When all these things start happening, you know that, you know, the writing is on the wall. So, there is really no point of stretching this. So, either but you get... An, you, uh, just to add to your point, like, would you yeah. want to caretaker manager now just to get us to the end of the season? Because... I, I would. I would because I would want to... Uh, this, this season should be still salvageable. It's just... It's still not even reaching the half stage. So, I would yeah. still want to salvage the season and not wait till like the end of the season. Okay, end of the season, you go for whoever you feel is your long-term manager. But we definitely need like an interim who will at least get us in those... Maybe, okay, obviously, we cannot be delusional thinking that we can even... I don't know. A win, winning any kind of trophy, even the smallest trophy under our interim manager would be, would be amazing. For which sure. I'm not hoping for. But... That would be delusional. But even if that interim manager can lead us to a, a, like a decent, I mean, sort of a decent position in the Champions League and the Premier League, I think that would still be okay. But what if it turns out to be another Ole then, you know? And then like this interim manager, he does well in the in the short term. Jeffrey, I think... Over a period of time, he's hired again by the board because they, oh, they saw some potential. Fuck potential. I want a world-class manager now. Fuck that. No, but Jeffrey, I I agree with what I'm saying and what you're also saying. There are risks either way. Okay, 
I personally don't know how bad the football can be after what we watch week in week out. I don't think it, there is another level to see worse football. We probably play worse than Norwich, to be honest. <laughs> we really do. We really do. Anyone can challenge this. We play really, really. We, we it looks like it looks like they fucking go and count. They like uh, catch running chickens on the <laughs> training pitch. They really have no clue how to play. There so I would clue. rather take the bet on an interim. Ki at least you at least make us watchable again because it's, it's horrible. It's just yeah. out of order. I think I think I would if I was in, in either of your places, I would agree with you because uh, while the damage is bad now, does it, it? There's a possibility if Oli says it might get worse. Possibly, might get even better. But do you want to risk that and or take another shot at something? Also. Different? Also, Raul, see those results are really damaging. Okay, so, so imagine you being in the dressing room, losing to your biggest rivals ever, five zero. That is very hard to come back from. Even yeah. for a manager, and we're also talking about Oli, who's never been in this position, to get your players again marching on the ground and wanting to play for him and the badge with that intensity, and then for the season to be a success. I think it's really, really difficult. I don't see okay. it. I really don't see it. I agree. But uh, yeah, I I I cannot say uh, what what the next steps of United are going to be because uh, like like your results, it's been unpredictable. The the board has been as unpredictable as as possible. But uh, uh, I think just from a rivalry fan, uh, from a rivalry perspective, I would I would appreciate you know to be back at that same level of intensity both. Both the clubs went up and down in the recent past, but uh, you know United Chelsea matches were always fun. While we're not direct rivals, it was always fun to watch. So, um, for sure, yeah. I think you guys are going to rape us this time. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't say that for sure. But I think uh, Chelsea, all the way on a different subject, I think are really worthy. As like the talk is always on like City, Liverpool, but I think Chelsea are real. Chelsea is killing it for sure. Like I feel and I, uh, honestly, as a United fan, I feel like if Chelsea wins the, the Premier League, I'm happier than that. <laughs> yeah, than I'd be okay. City I'd Liverpool be okay with winning it. Yeah, so. Go Chelsea! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a good way to end the podcast. That hopefully everybody hopes Chelsea wins. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, this was, this was super cool, guys, and it was super fun to hear uh, different opinions on on the the same subject. Uh, so once again, Jeff, thanks so much for taking the time and, and joining us on the podcast. It was super fun to have you. Uh, we thanks, hope to have you it was my dream come true. Vanderbeek <laughs> <laughs> would be very happy that you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you can transfer the money to us now. Sure. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's that's a wrap for, for today's episode of, of Two Footed Tackles. Jeff, once again, thanks. Uh, Sachin, until next time, um, this is us signing off. Uh, Two Footed Tackles, thank you for listening, guys. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night.